people pay good money to see this movie. When they go out to a theater, they want cold sodas, hot popcorn, and no monsters in the projection booth. Everyone pretend podcasting isn't boring. Turn it off. CPA, Darla. I know who it is. Hi, Darla. You have 29 days to pay the IRS. I'm aware of that. Would you like an orgasm, Darla Peterson? Lie in the tub and drape me over you. Darla Peterson, did you know that with your age, height, and personality, you are more likely to die of loneliness than of old age? Mm-hmm. Are you in trouble, Darla? You're not perfect, Phil. No one is. You aren't for sure. Darla Peterson, will you come with me when I go to space tomorrow? You won't go to space tomorrow. I don't mean to pester you. You are a busy woman doing important work. Menage this client and we can talk when we're home. No. Do it. No. You want to go to space or not? Mother is a sentient orgasm granting yeast mass, and I'm going to charge people $1,000 to have mind blowing orgasms until our debt is paid. And then I will assist her in her continuing journey to space. Sweet baby Jesus. Hey, folks, welcome to a special episode of The Projection Booth. I'm your host, Mike White. On this episode, I am talking with Eric LaPlante and Susie Moon all about their latest film, Darla in Space. It is currently playing at the Slam Dance Film Festival. You can check that out at slamdance.com. Darla in Space is one of those movies that just hit me exactly right. There are not too many movies that deal with sentient kombucha scobies, but this one definitely does. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the interview. I would love to know a little bit more about you two and especially your backgrounds and and how you started working together. I was at NYU in the Tisch School of Dramatic Writing, concentrating in screenwriting. One of the first assignments we got was to write a 10-minute movie, and that was the only parameter we were given. These got shipped off to an actor conservatory, maybe a training facility that has access to a lot of talent and things like that. And they get paired with directors and writers. And so this is how like the collaboration begins. And Eric picked my script and it's just been a fruitful relationship ever since with a big old gap right in the middle, but yeah. With a big gap, but that's okay. (laughs) How about you, Eric? How did you get involved in filmmaking? I went to school for it. I went to Syracuse many years ago with filmmaking and then I moved to New York and did a lot of indie movies and shorts and then I just needed to start making money so I did a lot of commercials and in the meantime Susie and I were writing a bunch of stuff and I think during the pandemic we at some point we should stop writing and just figure out how to make something we had this script idea with our 
orgasm granting kombucha mother that we were like, we can make this small. I, we just watched that this movie called Deerskin. I don't know, it's from that director who did Rubber many years ago. And it's about a guy who can talk to his jacket, steerskin jacket. And when I watched that movie during the pandemic, I was like, this is so simple. Like we can, we can riff on this idea and make a movie. We had written like a much bigger movie. We should, we can reduce this and make something small because we knew my wife stars in the movie and we knew she could, we could really ride her talents. And then we started writing the other half, which is just an inanimate kombucha mother. And we thought it'd be so simple just to make a movie. It wasn't quite as simple in the end, but that's, that was like the impetus to do it as we thought we could do a movie with just two characters, one of only one of whom is human. So let's see where that goes. Yeah. So long as the character movements are big, it'll read on screen. So obviously casting your main character was pretty easy since she's married to you, but how about the rest of the cast? Because everybody is giving their all with this. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we feel very blessed that everyone kept saying yes to us. Thomas J. Ryan, I have mutual film friends that have directed him. And so we asked to just for his email and he was loved the script and was like, if I can squeeze it into between all my plays, I'll do it. And then which he couldn't at the time, which he couldn't at the time, but then we had a delay in our schedule and he, he emerged again. Constance Schulman, she is related to a really good film filmmaker friend of mine. So I asked him if he could email her. And I think her response was, I don't really understand the script, but I understand this character. Uh, so I'll do it. And she was amazing. And, and then a few other kind of like the other name actors, similar stories. And then we had a casting director. She was great. She filled in the rest of the, the roles. Everyone did an amazing job acting they, they made that part of everything, directing easy. This is my first feature, Eric's first feature. But I love working with actors and they just like really came so prepared. I was thoroughly, I was just so pleased. Tell me about Mother and what is Mother made out of? So Mother took a long time to create. We eventually settled silicone rubber, which is this two-part mixture that's used a lot in film for making molds and things like that. And we quickly realized that is a good material that would be sturdy enough to last the actual production. And then the hard part was trying to get the right color and the right texture and all those kind of things are finicky. And for a budget our size, every time you put in two gallons of silicone rubber, that's $300 out the window. So every time you're like, hoping it's going to work. But yeah, it was a, that was like our, that was the art element that we spent the most time on because we knew we had, that's the second main character. It had to look real good on camera. So we spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to get mother looking good. What were some of your biggest challenges making this? Budget was one, but once you have a good idea of what your budget is, you really lean into the script. We were, to the chagrin of all of our talent, were just rewriting up until the shoot days. Um, but they were not flipping changes. It's, you really need to know what you're doing right at that moment. And also, we didn't have a whole lot of rehearsal time. And so maybe some of that would have been able to be repaired like throughout. But that was something, yeah, the, the fact that we had to split the shoot into one in November and then another one in 
April, the following. Yeah, that was, I had some stress about that because I wasn't sure we were going to be able to get the same people that we needed. And then there was COVID going on. So that was constant. Yeah. Why did you have to break up the shoot? Was it because of COVID or something else? The reason we did it was budget. We didn't have the money to do the whole movie in one go, but we knew we had access to Connie, Constance Schulman, and we knew I had access to a few other actors. And the script happened to be, was luckily written in a way that we could shoot out their chunks without it bleeding into the rest of the movie where we would need continuity of locations. So we're like, we should just get what we can in a week. And then this will actually help us because we did a seamless part campaign over in the winter. And that footage really helped. We cut a trailer, a teaser out of it, and it helped raise money to do the rest of the shoot. That was the main reason. And another actor had COVID. They're all normal indie movie things. Like you always wish you had more time, always wish you had more money. But like you just, as long as you're embracing those limitations, I think there's no, nothing's holding you back. Nothing's holding back. Your ideas are always there. When did you actually have your premiere? So we premiered in, in April of 2023 at the IFF Boston Film Festival. And then we got a bunch of no's for festivals. And we were very surprised and pleased to get into Slamdance. It's such an amazing festival. And we just missed, our movie wasn't quite ready to submit for 2023 because it's the wonky schedule. Everyone builds their whole submissions around Sundance and then everyone goes from there. We, we did the same thing, of course, as everyone does. But then it timed out. I had talked with a filmmaker who was like, Slamdance doesn't care about premieres. They take anything that fits their world. So we submitted... Fully expecting not to get in. Fully expecting not to get in. And then we did. And it's been a really awesome experience so far working with everyone at Slamdance. How's been the reaction to the film? It's been like, if yeah. you read the logline and, yeah. and you are interested, you're probably going to get it. Um, but if, if the logline's already going to throw you off a little bit, you might not. Um, but for the most part, because these festivals are so sympathetic to indie filmmakers and things like that even the people off the street that come in to attend the movie were very complimentary all of the q a's were just full of like really enthusiastic people and then the questions just were told me that they understood what we were trying to go for with this it's it sounds one way but there's no real sex in it in, in spite of the orgasm component so it's an interesting it's an interesting movie. I think it's much more character driven. So maybe if you're like expecting something. <laughs> we like to tell people if you like being John Malkovich, this is your movie because it's got the same kind of lived in humor to it. It's not, it's not like a quirky movie. It's like a movie that's like very grounded in its world building and all like any of the humor or the horror or the drama is all built around a, a very, there's no winking with mother. Like everyone, all the characters in the movie take her at face value. So I think the audience does too. And it's like, everyone is willing to go on this journey together. It's a high concept thing, but like we treat it in a very realistic way. And I think that really helps with an audience to go along with this journey of this strange woman and this strange mother, Kabucha mother. I should probably tell you that I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was hit all of the right humor points for me. And just, yeah, this is, the kind of movie that I just really get into. So 
thank no, you thank so you. much for making it. God, thank you so much. Yeah, thank yeah. you for watching it. I have to say that never gets old hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is our first feature, so we, we we take it. We take all the compliments. Do you guys have another project in the works? Oh, we ha- we have many Ooh. scripts. Yeah, we just have to get someone to pay for them. Quick. I would say none of them are as, as weird as Darla, but they all, they, they, I think the sense of humor in Darla definitely permeates throughout most of our writing, I would say. We've done all kinds of genres as well. So we've done like a Regency era Scottish picture. And that, in spite of the dry content, it, it is filled with our humor. I don't think we'd be interested in writing something that doesn't have some elements of humor in it. Not to make it a comedy, but life is funny sometimes. Did you have a way of splitting up the work or were you just very collaborative when it came to how this was actually shot? Because I know Eric's coming to this with his DP background. Is he taking care of more of the visuals and you're more of the actors or how does that actually work out for well, you two? We had to split it up that way almost because he was operating the camera. And so I was watching on the monitor when I could and looking for any blips or or roadblocks or anything and but we seem to do it just the way we write together which is like asking questions all the time and how does that feel and look and sound and just trying it maybe sometimes in a 180 way and seeing how that works if we had any drama it was always like offset i don't actually remember a whole lot i personally really like collaborating in general as in a directing standpoint because especially in a movie like this where you are wearing so many additional hats, like having someone to like unburden stress to or commiserate with is like very helpful because then you, if you are struggling for an idea, you can just be like, Susie got an idea for this and then hopefully she does and then we keep moving. So it's like, it's very helpful to have someone that you can trust and you know that if you don't have a good idea to try out, they will. Um, Or it's, in this case, if, if I'm doing something, Susie can be solving another problem. Like there's always problems to be solved and two people to solve them is always really helpful. How was your post process? What was that like? We did a lot of, we did a lot of zoom editing. editing. My filmmaker friend, Albert Bernie, who directed Strawberry Mansion many years ago or a couple of years ago, I guess he, once we had a rough cut going, he agreed to be our devil's advocate editor for a week. So he just sat with us and told us what was bad and what was good. So we made an edit and then we did a a, a test screening because that was the first time we were like, is any of this comedy playing? Is this going to play to anybody? And it was a really or successful are we screening. Just insane? Yeah, or are we just insane? But the screening was really helpful and um, there were no red flags, which was really surprising. We did a couple little reshoots to clarify a couple of things, but basically the movie was the movie, which was like heartening to hear that like all that, that the tone we were going for was working. Um, but yeah, the post, a standard post process, you just edit, you make a really long assembly and then you just keep whittling it down. And then music would come in every week, a different little track and you like, like a little treat, like a little Christmas street and you start playing with the music and putting a new song in to see where it goes. And then there isn't that much effects work in it. So that stuff just went in as it, as we needed to. How was it directing your own wife? <laughs> You've been working on sketches for a long time. So Darla is her sketch creation. She created this character and that's, and we, she wrote the sketch 
a sketch for Kitty Casket. It's basically the same thing that's at the front of the movie, the Kitty Cat commercial. And I, I helped her make that. And that was the impetus originally is that Susie, while we were writing something, saw this sketch and was like, this woman is insane. I want to know what she's like when she's not in front of a camera. So we, from there, built out a backstory for Darla and eventually kombucha mothers and orgasms and all that stuff worked in. But yeah, in any case, Alex and I, we, we've done a million sketches together. So we have a good, we have a good rapport, I would say. I love that you guys are touching on just the economic hardships of the time and not really making <laughs> your character face crippling debt in an interesting yes. way of trying to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a lot of movies start that way. It's just like the journey is more interesting than the, than the number, I would say, that you have resolved for any of these kind of issues in a movie. It's always more interesting how it's solved than the number. So we're like, we should just make it an insane number to have to overcome. So when are you showing at Slam Dance? Yeah, January 20th, Saturday at 10.30 in the morning. The second screening is January 24th, Wednesday at 3.45, I think, p.m. Yeah. Yep. We're screening with a really great animated short, Blutz, I think it's called. Blutz, um, yeah. It's really very strange and the perfect entree into the main feature Will you be serving kombucha at the screening? We thought about trying to get like a cross collaboration with a kombucha company, but haven't gotten one yet. Good <laughs> luck with that. Again, thank you so much for making Darla in Space. It is such a great film, and I, I wish you the best of luck at your sh- screenings. Thank you so much. Thanks so yeah. much. Like, wait. Not to walk my way Tell your children not to hear my words What they mean, what they say Mother Mother Can you keep them in the dark for life?